Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Celebrate the Chicago Reader. Join us to see the Reader come to life at our second annual on gala Wednesday, October 18th at the stunning Epiphany Center for the Arts. We'll have Reader-approved entertainment, including Grammy Award-winning Peter Cottontail and local rockers, the Trenchies, DJs, live art, and other performances. Who knows? Maybe Lior Galil will be there. More details at chicagoreader.com slash ungala. That's chicagoreader.com slash ungala. Your Ben Jarofsky show for this Thursday, October the 12th starts now. On today's show, Ben talks national and local issues with reader, senior staff writer, and freelance culture journalist, Lior Galil. The Ben Jarofsky Show is a presentation of the Chicago Reader. ChicagoReader.com for everything there is to know in the city of Chicago. If you want to know where to go, what to do, what to eat, what to drink, what's going on in town this weekend, all you have to do is head to ChicagoReader.com. And if you want to find more Ben Jarofsky, he's there too. ChicagoReader.com forward slash Jarofsky. I'll spell that for you. It's J O R A. B is in victory, S-K-Y. Hello again, everybody. Ben Jarowski here. We're calling this The Middle East Comes to Chicago Thursday, and here's why. <sighs> Ladies and gentlemen, my beloved city of Chicago, you know I love you very much. I've lived here since 1981, but sometimes you guys do things in a very interesting way, and I choose my words carefully. This is a very delicate subject, obviously, and I'm going to really try to be as dispassionate as I can. Uh, in the conversation that's about uh, to unfold, because I'm talking about, oh my God, atrocities, war crimes, uh, deeply rooted grievances, uh, like hostilities that have gone back since to the 40s, if not beyond. So it's very difficult, it's very treacherous. Uh, and when you bring, of course, I'm talking about uh, the strife in the Middle East between Israelis and Palestinians. And if you bring a very contentious issue like that into Chicago, it's amazing how it gets boiled down, <laughs> how it gets reduced. We talked about this at great length uh, with Mamana Hussein, a regular guest in the show, in regards to relationships in India uh, with the Hindu government, uh, led government in India, uh, and relationships with Hindus and Muslims, et cetera, and so forth. Uh, and now it is, of course, coming to life uh, here in the city of Chicago. Lior Galil uh, is so gracious as to join me, uh, ace or reader, music writer, who's here in a different role. We'll get into that in a little bit. A little backdrop here. Um, so, of course, we all know we've talked about it on the show and uh, we've read about it. And it's uh, over the weekend, uh, there was a, an atrocious, I don't know how to explain it, uh, slaughter in uh, Israel. Uh, Hamas, what, militants, soldiers, militiamen, terrorists uh, jumped the border and slaughtered, like, what is it, a thousand Israelis? I don't know what the final toll is. Absolutely horrific uh, crime. 
uh, and would give normal people pause. Just take a moment and reflect and think about this awful loss of life and just like, put aside for a moment, if you can, your political views. Just think about this slaughter. Now let a little time go and then start to process it and then try to put it into the larger context of politics. I don't know. That's kind of how I'm wired. And I don't, it's not just with the Middle East. I do this all the time in the city of Chicago when there's some horrific, senseless, brutal murder in the city of Chicago. I try to take pause and just reflect. Like when an innocent kid, just like an eight-year-old kid is killed in gunfire somewhere in the city of Chicago, which happens all too often, or driving in a car and all of a sudden there's a, a random bullet that comes out, you know, from nowhere, it seems like, and kills a kid or you just pause before you put it in the context of your political views, before you make it like a weapon to use in a larger political, can you just be a human being and pause for a moment and just like think about the people who've been slaughtered? It's really difficult for human beings to do because we're isolated from the event. We don't really feel the event. You know what I'm saying? Like people get slaughtered in war all the time. We're not like in Syria where there's war going on for the last 10 years or so. We're not in Iraq when bombs were being dropped on Iraq. We're not We're not in like the old Yugoslavia when Serbia and Croatia were battling it out. We're not there. So it's really hard to like really think about it. You know, it's really hard to be a human about it because you're separated from it. You're, you're isolated. It's just an abstraction. But it is a very real, very painful atrocity that went down in Israel. And I feel as human beings, you should be able to say that. But of course, (laughs) Chicago being Chicago, you got to take the next step. And the next step in this case, as uh, suggested by an older woman named Deborah Silverstein from the 50th Ward in the northwest side of Chicago, is to give unilateral support to Israel with whatever comes next. And I'm like, as don't think I'm ready to step there. I think there's a separation between feeling deep pain for what went down, the senseless slaughter that went down this weekend in Israel, and taking that next step and saying, because of that senseless slaughter, I am signing on to supporting Israel, regardless of what they do. If they're going to perpetuate more senseless slaughter in Gaza, just invade Gaza to get revenge. Who are you getting revenge against? Are you going to actually kill the people who killed the Israelis? No. You know that. You know, it's like blind rage. It's <laughs> So if I were an older person in the city of Chicago, God help me and God help the city of Chicago with that event. Me, Alderman Ben, <laughs> not answering any of your phone calls because I don't want to hear your complaints. I couldn't vote for that resolution as it's been presented in the papers. And let me point out, I've not actually seen the resolution. We're now in day two of reporting on a resolution that nobody has seen. I look for it on the internet. It's not on the internet. It's, I look in the newspapers, like, been writing about it. There's no link to it. 
So we're discussing, debating a resolution that we haven't even seen. <laughs> Only in Chicago. <laughs> Chicago responds to international news. And uh, so I am um, oh, breaking news on the Ben Jarofsky show. We were uh, very proud to say we actually I think I may have a copy of the resolution. Uh, and um, for that, I want to uh, thank uh, Alderwoman Rosanna Rodriguez, who has been vilified uh, in the debate and discourse uh, that has taken place over the last two days. Uh, she's been vilified, roundly denounced in editorials and articles on the internet uh, because supposedly, because she's not ready to sign on to the resolution, that makes her somehow or other unsympathetic uh, to the people of the survivors of the slaughter on the weekend or somehow supportive of that slaughter, which is utter nonsense to make that leap, in my humble opinion. I think that's utter nonsense to make that leap again can we not have a little distance here, you know, and just reflect upon what went down and what's the best way to respond instead of just forcing people to sign on to resolutions they disagree with. Uh, so anyway, um, I was thinking about all this stuff, wasn't planning to have a conversation about this. And then I got a text from a good friend, Lior Galeo, excellent music writer for the Chicago Reader, you can go back and listen to some of our conversations, particularly the one about Lollapalooza. A lot of you have already listened to it. It's a very popular uh, recording we did where uh, Lior broke down uh, the pros and cons. Not a lot of pros, as I recall, Lior on that list uh, regarding Lollapalooza. But Lior call, came to me uh, with a different matter, and uh, he said he wanted to speak out about the, the controversy uh, with uh Alderwoman Silverstein's resolution and uh, Alderwoman uh, Rodriguez's response. Uh, and uh, my first assumption was that because Lior was actually born in Israel, that he would be siding with Alderwoman Deborah Silverstein. No, that's not the case. Uh, and so I think it's kind of important at, at this moment to listen to what Lior has to say. Um, he brings like a... I don't know. It's a, it's a voice that is often not heard in this debate and discussion, I would say. So, Lior, first of all, thank you for volunteering uh, to return to my humble podcast to discuss these very difficult and challenging issues. Thank you very much. Appreciate that. Thanks for having me. Yeah, thank you for, uh, for filling out everything I had on my rider for this uh, appearance. Um, uh, <laughs> a, quick, a quick fact check. I actually wasn't born in Israel. I, I lived there when I was a baby for about a year. Uh, I was born in the United States and in, in the D.C. area in Maryland. Um, but yeah, I, I, I texted Ben yesterday because I was interested in going forth uh, to City Hall, which I don't know if that was kosher or not, uh, because I wanted to voice my support for what Rosanna was advocating for. And I really appreciate how Rosanna has... Um, talked about this uh this crisis publicly as a chicagoan i appreciate the way that she sees not only the fellow jews who live here but also the palestinians who are our neighbors and friends and that is important this violence didn't occur in a vacuum there are untold innocent palestinians who are suffering right now and who have been suffering for years you know uh what 90 percent of gaza is lives in poverty and 50 percent of gaza are children children are going to be hurt children have been hurt i don't support the violence against them just because 
you know, uh, 12,000 or 1,200 Jews in Israel were killed over the weekend. That was abominable. That was, you know, brutal. It was, it was, uh, you know, something that I've never seen before. It obviously makes me sad to talk about. That doesn't justify what, what I've been fearing for, uh, the retaliation. I'm scared. I'm scared for, for the Palestinians who are stuck in the middle, who can't exit, they have no way of getting out of Gaza. Um, I'm scared for the Palestinians in Chicago who have family over there. It's 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 got to be so isolating for them. They're you know they're hurting right now, and they need our support. So that's what I wanted to say. Obviously, I'm a little choked up talking about this. Yeah, and um, so why don't we talk a little bit about uh, your connections uh, to Israel uh, and. Uh, I got it wrong. You were not born there. I apologize. That's okay. Uh, somewhere in my mind, I've been telling everybody, you know, Leo Arf coming on the show today. He was born in Israel. Uh, it really doesn't matter where you were born uh, unless you want to run for president of the United States. Uh, and then, of course, Donald Trump will produce your birth certificate. He was born <laughs> in Haifa. Um, so uh, talk about your, your connections uh, to Israel, uh, the family that you have there. And, sure. Uh, et cetera. Go ahead. Yeah, uh, my dad's most of my dad's side of the family lives in Israel. My dad was born in Israel when it was still under British control, when it was still the Palestinian mandate. My dad is older than the state of Israel. Um, my grandparents uh, emigrated to the mandate of Palestine when it was Jordan and the Palestinian territories in Israel um, under British occupation. Uh, the, my grandfather uh, was. He, he joined the British military in order to move there. And my grandmother's br uh, moved there with her brother who had joined the British military. Um, and they met in, in the region. So, um, yeah, I, you know, I, I exist. I'm here now because when Jews weren't really given many options of places to move, uh, my grandparents moved there. Um, uh, my parents met on a kibbutz outside of Haifa and got married on that kibbutz and moved to the States where I was born. And then we moved back there when, uh, when I was a baby, like six months or so, uh, I was, I was about six, six months old. I lived there for about a year when we moved back to the States. Um, I haven't been back there since 2003 during the second intifada. Um, and, uh, my, my belief has always been that Palestine should be a free state that I'm against the occupation that the existence of Israel shouldn't preclude the existence of a free Palestine, um, that the occupation is immoral, and that the way that the state of Israel has further subjugated Palestinians over the years is wrong. Um, I've, you know, just as, just as much as I have issues with the American government uh, from time to time at very intense intervals, I've severe issues with the Israeli government, which is why I am anxious about statements pledging solidarity with a foreign government, uh, especially at this peculiar moment where the prime minister of Israel is uh, facing corruption charges and is undoing the power of the Supreme Court in order to avoid that. The, there is a, an extreme right in Israel that has taken increasing power and has expressed a desire to ethnically cleanse Palestinians. And that's wrong. That is wrong. What, so we have to think about what does it mean to pledge support to a foreign government? If we want to pledge support to people who've been hurt, 
that's wonderful. I'm of the opinion that no innocent civilian should be hurt, regardless of their ethnicity, regardless of where they live. I, am, again, am also of the opinion that Palestine should be free, that the occupation is wrong. Um, yeah, it's not something I talk a lot about, and I've been pretty quiet and feeling isolated lately because, you know, um, uh, this isn't the first time I've witnessed a terrorist attack in, in Israel. Um, it's far from the first time that I've witnessed the attacks uh, of the IDF on Palestinians and, and Palestinian territories. And I usually speak up then because it is uh, it is the, the, the there's a significant power imbalance there. It's uh, it's shocking as a Jewish person to see somebody else's holy you know place of worship get attacked by uh you know a foreign military command that's i i don't i don't stand for that um sorry for going in circles it's uh it's pretty frustrating um and it's it's you know in terms of this resolution the reason that i wanted to go was because i support what rosanna's emails as they've been reported in or, or partially reported in the news um what she's advocating for which is a more nuanced resolution that this crisis involves many parties and it is possible to criticize the actions of, of hamas and also say we are concerned for palestinians we you know chicago is home to what the largest percentage of of palestinians in the united states of, of any city i might i might have that information slightly wrong but there's there's a, a, a significant Palestinian population here. They are our neighbors. They are our friends. They, their, their pain should not be excluded from this. That's, I mean, that's just the, that's the bottom line. All right. Uh, and uh, so you mentioned the isolation that you feel, uh, which is a sentiment I can really relate to. Put that aside for the moment, uh, the isolation of <laughs> being a Jewish person on the left at moments like this. Uh, no, I'll, I'll put that out there now before we get back to uh, the whole issue of the relations between Israel and Palestine and it's sort of like the contradictions that exist there. Um, I'm speaking, not Lior. Uh, Lior, you can chime in. Man, you know what? It's like, I always say my beloved lefties, and you know I love you lefties. I am of you. But sometimes you guys just like fall in line. You don't even like think. You just fall in line. <laughs> you know, I got a little taste of this. Just a completely different topic here. Let's give you an example. Lefties fall in line. So you fall in line. You love Mayor Brandon Johnson. That's fine. I, no problem. I can understand. You, you know, he comes of a, the same movement that you came from. But about a, three weeks ago, or he his administration proposed one of the dumbest ideas I've ever heard coming out of the city of Chicago to shelter uh, the, uh, the Venezuelan immigrants who were being bussed in from Texas. He was going to create tent city in a city where we have winter. Hello. <laughs> All these lefties, man. Ben, don't say anything critical of mayor. Brandon Johnson. So I'm reading these discourses the lefties are writing about. Instead of criticizing proposal, they're talking about the history of racism in the city of Chicago. You got to put this in context. I'm like, you'll do anything to avoid 
criticizing proposal that you would utterly denounce if it was coming out of the Lori Lightfoot administration or the uh, Rom, the Rom administration. Uh, there wasn't really much of a leftist opposition under Daly, man, but even the Daly administration. And so when it comes to the Middle East, leftists kind of fall in line. Uh, it's they're, they're very supportive of Palestinian rights. I understand that. They put into the narrative of imperialism and colonialism uh, and apartheid. They link it to, to South Africa. Uh, understand all that. But it's like the Jews don't exist. <laughs> and it's like lefties, they feel free to say whatever they want. You know, so like some of them, not all, but very few, maybe, uh, were celebrating the atrocities. And when right, the resistance begins. Hello, a thousand people slaughtered. I don't know. Maybe some of your your friends and neighbors had friends or family that were slaughtered. Can you take a moment in your busy lives to prove how smart you are to express a little empathy or sympathy for people who have been killed. So that's, you know, there's really no, I don't like the left doesn't really know how to deal with the Jewish problem. You know what I'm saying? Lior? it's like, are you saying we're a problem? Yes. Uh, sorry, sorry. <laughs> yes. I mean, I when we talked about this yesterday, I voiced some disagreement uh, on 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 this part. Um, you know, I I spend way too much time online, in part because of the nature of my work. Music travels on social media, as does misinformation, quite rampantly right now, which is hard to be plugged into um, to a font of of misinformation streaming directly in your face. And sure, I saw some um some remarks uh about the um the the atrocities over the weekend that made me uncomfortable as a jewish person but i don't think it is necessarily uh uh like part of the the character of lefties and i have seen a lot of lefties who have been very sharp in their uh support for a free palestinian state and fighting back anti-semitism and i i think it's important to recognize that those that that those people are there on the left fighting and i i am uh particularly shocked especially when it comes to how do wars in foreign countries play out in our own politics at how quickly i've seen some people online uh target the dsa in particular for any sort of you know, uh, a shred of, of antisemitism that occurs on the internet. I've, you know, there's, there have been some really good essays that, uh, New York mag, for example, has published about, um, the existence of antisemitism on the left. I think of it as a, uh, nonpartisan issue, uh, just like racism. It exists and has for generations. Uh, there are extremes on, on the left and on the right, um, uh, I think it's much more of anti-Semitism is much more of a plank in the foundation of right-wingers than, <laughs> than it is um, a severe problem on the left. But I do think that right now it is challenging as a Jewish person to be able to feel included um, in uh, leftist um, uh, circles because, you know, um, that, you know, there, there have been some 
pretty hurtful things said. And I understand that, you know, this is this is a problem of, of having a publish button easily accessible during a really hot um, uh, something so heated that has been turmoil that's existed for generations and longer than some of us have been alive. People are going to say dumb shit. And I, I think there is uh, a variety of ways of uh, giving people grace and holding people accountable. And it's what, what, what I guess is the, the end goal here. I want to create a more inclusive environment for everyone, um, uh, including Jewish people. And, um, I think part of the reason that I've been, that I in particular have been more quiet and hesitant to talk the past couple of days is because I feel like my, uh, my own existence is invalidated in some ways. Um, and that's hard. Um, but I also know that other people feel that way all the time too. And if I don't speak up, if I don't use what little power that I have to make my communities better to make the world better in whatever way I can what you know what am I doing here I think grief is is obviously as an aside a really challenging thing and I'm aghast at uh you know I I try to not log on a Facebook but I went to uh you know uh, I went to Meredith for undergrad which was created because there were quotas on Jews in um uh Ivy Leagues in 1948 um uh you know it just celebrated its 75th anniversary this year, and the, the Jewish population is quite outstanding. And I went when Bush was elected for the second time, and I was shocked at how many of my fellow classmates voted for him specifically because they thought he was he was good for Israel. Um, all of which is to say is that I've seen a lot of of really barbarous shit that um, some of my former classmates have posted uh, during a time of grief. And suggesting that if I don't grieve exactly like them, I'm a part of the problem. And that is hard. Um, so th this is, you know, this is, is sort of part of the isolation that I feel. Because for me, I want to see, I want to see peace. I want to see Palestinians have all the rights that I, as, you know, an American citizen with Israeli citizenship have in their homeland and in our shared land. I don't know what that looks like right now. It feels impossible and that, and that scares me and I don't want to live in a world in which Palestinians are pushed out of the little fraction of land that they have to their name. Yeah, I hear you. And, uh, God, you gave me so much to respond to. Uh, I'm just trying to go back to where you began. Uh, <laughs> sorry about that. No, that's good. It was a good riff. Um, the distinction between anti-Jewish sentiment on the left and the right, uh, that's where you began. And uh, it's just like, there is no doubt in my mind that right-wing anti-Jewish sentiment is far more dangerous in this country than left-wing uh, confusion, if you will. I mean, this is obviously a topic, <laughs> we could do a whole show on this particular topic, but uh, I take very seriously the sort of the, fascistic elements of MAGA uh, and their, in some elements, their obsessive hatred of Jewish people uh, and their promotion of the most degrading uh, stereotypes, you know, that, uh, and tropes about Jews. Uh, so that's a very real, and it's like they, 
they are there in uh, in Magaland, and then the bizarre response of uh, MAGA representatives like Marjorie Taylor Greene when she's um, when when she's called on for having like sent out bizarre tweets like about Jewish space lasers. Yeah, Jewish space lasers to say I support Israel. I'm like, what? What? Huh? What? Say what? Yeah. That's... What does what have to do with the other? <laughs> You know? Yeah, exactly. I think the uh, it, it's it's particularly strange and discombobulating to see uh, to see the right rally behind Israel as as an entity and continually mix up Israel, uh, you know, um, a government with the Jewish diaspora worldwide. You you know you Ben you don't identify with Israel. Correct me if I'm wrong um uh you're a jewish person judaism has existed for far longer than the modern state of israel has existed like these two ideas exist independently and i know that's hard for a lot of people to get their hands around um and at the same time when you know 1200 jewish people who live in israel are killed that and that is the the largest number of jews who have been slaughtered in a single day since the holocaust that that also um, it's hard to shake um, if you're a Jewish person. Um, you know, the number of, of, I think your daughter, Rachel, posted this, uh, the number of, of Palestinians and Jews worldwide are, we're, we're, we're both a very small population. Um, uh, so any large percentage, that's, 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 uh, that's tough. Um, and yeah, again, you know, I think what, since 2008, more than 6,000 Palestinians have been killed um, in in the region. That's that's not acceptable to me. Um, you can't you can't say they're all terrorists. There have been, you know, children who've been killed. There have been children who've been hurt protesting. That's I, I don't know. It's 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 hard to uh, to conceive of. Yeah, I um. Uh... I reminded of something. Uh, what did uh, a guest on the show, Adolfo Mondragon, shout out Adolfo, said? He goes, "Maga loves Israel, uh, not so much love for Jews." Uh, right. Which, uh, <laughs> All right. Let's get to this uh, particular resolution. I have a copy of it. Thank you, uh, Rosanna Rodriguez, uh, for sending this to me. And uh, I think Rosanna will be my guest on a future show uh, to talk about it from her perspective. So, just so, uh, just to set the backdrop for everybody. Uh, this was a resolution uh, authored by uh, Alderwoman Deborah Silverstein of the 50th Ward. Uh, and um, a special city council meeting has been uh, scheduled for tomorrow, Friday, uh, to vote on it, a whole uh, meeting to vote on this. Um, the resolution itself uh, has not been, it's not on the clerk's website. So I only found this resolution because Rosanna Rodriguez sent it to me. So thank you all the women, Rosanna Rodriguez, for sending it to me. There's been articles uh, talking about the resolution uh, in various newspapers throughout uh, Chicago, but they don't have links to the resolution. Uh, so my understanding is that they're probably uh, rewriting the resolution to a certain degree. So I do not know if this will be the final resolution that is brought before the Chicago City Council. Uh, I have sources who have told me that many aldermen are uh, uncomfortable uh, with the resolution as it now stands, and there may not even be a quorum at tomorrow's meeting if the resolution stands the way it is. You need 26 people to have a full city council meeting. 
And uh, there's all our people who say, well, uh, I don't want to vote no on the resolution because uh, it'll look like I'm callous and indifferent to the slaughter of uh, Israelis. And I don't want it, that appearance because I'm not. Uh, on the other hand, I don't want to sign on to a resolution that is calling for more war. And uh, so you put me in a trick bag, which is what happens when Chicago, more often than not, deals with foreign policy uh, in any way. Even if it's just to memorialize people who've been slaughtered. Uh, so the, the resolution, uh, I'm, I'm reading this right now. Whereas on October 7th, 2023, terrorists launched an unprovoked assault on the state of Israel from Hamas-controlled Gaza, murdering hundreds of unarmed civilians and kidnapping dozens more, including women, children, and the elderly. Whereas the assault came 50 years after the Yom Kippur War, another heinous attack on Israel. And as Israel, as Jews in Israel and diaspora celebrated the holidays of Sukkot, whereas Hamas terrorists crossed the border into Israel and began the wholesale slaughter of unarmed citizens throughout the south of Israel, killing at least 600 innocent people in 24 hours, whereas the attack was uh, shocking in its brutality and cru cruelty, seeing the murder and abduction of innocent babies while parents were gunned down uh, in front of their children, Whereas since October, I'm exiting some of the things. I mean, I'm, uh, I'm not, I should probably just read the entire uh, resolution and not selectively edit. I apologize for that. Uh, where it, it was just seems some things seem like repetition, but I'm going to read the whole thing. Whereas the attack was shocking in its brutality and cruelty, seeing the murder and abduction of innocent babies while parents were gunned down in front of their children in a slaughter, the scope of which has barely been seen since the terrorist attacks against the United States on September 11, 2001, and whereas since October 7, 2003, the death toll in Israel has grown to more than 900 and is continuously rising, including at least 260 innocent people murdered at the Tribe of Nova Music Festival, the worst civilian massacre in Israel's history, and more than 2,500 Israelis injured to date, a devastating number in a country as small as Israel, and whereas Hamas terrorists kidnapped dozens of innocent civilians, including women, children, and infants from Israel, and forced them across the border into Gaza to be used as human shields and bargaining chips in the furtherance of further attacks, and whereas the Hamas terrorist attacks has been accompanied by thousands of missiles launched from Gaza, including indiscriminate targets throughout Israel, including residential buildings, leading to more scenes of terror, horror, and death across the country, and whereas while Hamas's attack was expressly directed at civilian targets, Israel's response has been ethically driven with the goal of eliminating the terrorist infrastructure and the taking and taking extreme measures to minimize civilian casualties. And whereas this was an attack not just on Israel, but nations across the war with murdered, kidnapped and missing victims from multiple countries, including at least 11 American citizens, as well as citizens of Canada, the United States, France, Thailand, Nepal, Germany, Cambodia, Brazil, Paraguay, Mexico, and Ireland. And whereas Hamas is an internationally recognized terrorist organization, and it is directly responsible for the deaths of hundreds of Palestinians and hostilities began. And whereas Israel, like any other sovereign nation, has the right and the obligation to protect its citizens against terrorism and attack by hostile foreign powers, now be resolved. Be it, that now, therefore, be it resolved that we, the members of the City Council of the City of Chicago, assembled this 11th day of October 
2023 condemn this unprovoked and heinous terrorist attack by Hamas, stand in support of Israel's right to defend itself, express our deepest sorrow for the innocents and Israeli murders, and pray for the safe release of all the hostage taken, how the hostages taken into Gaza. So that is the resolution as it was written. And I'll just offer my thoughts and then uh, Lior, give you time to gather your thoughts. I could not vote for this resolution. And um, it hurts me, this resolution, because I, I do mourn for the people who were slaughtered. And I do have a tremendous compassion for their families and friends who are dealing in the aftermath. And Lord knows how horrible and horrendous that is. Moreover, people whose family and loved ones have been taken, have been kidnapped. So I do mourn for them. But I feel as though this resolution politicizes that in a way that I can't accept. And it is using the grief and the mourning I feel for people who were innocents effectively who were murdered. The grief, the feeling I have for that is being used as a weapon to kill more innocents. I can't abide by that. I would not, I would, I would stand with Alderwoman Rosanna Rodriguez and not vote for this, no matter how much compassion I feel and how sad I am by what went down, how much it hurts to this moment, Lior. I could not sign on to this. And I feel like it's using, it's manipulating, it's exploiting the feelings I have to like use what I feel like a very human response to a slaughter to justify more slaughter. Lior, I could not vote for this resolution. And this, ladies and gentlemen, is the resolution as it was written originally. Okay, I have no idea what's going to be brought before the city council tomorrow. Um, I just, again, I could not vote for this. Leo, your thoughts? Uh, can I curse? Yeah, it's a podcast. <laughs> yeah, I mean, fuck this. I, you know, um, what, what you said and more, I mean, uh, my my thoughts zero in on specific language. I think it's strange that the, um, that Alderwoman Silverstein says that the state of Israel is taking extreme measures to avoid civilian deaths when it's cut off the water supply and cutting off power to hospitals that like who who the fuck does she think is being affected by this like the, the, like i yeah i'm i'm um i'm a guest i think that we if we are if if the city is going to say anything is going to put any forth any measures it should be inclusive what what is the purpose of this if it is to bring if it's to make people whole, if it's to allow people to grieve, there is an entire population of people who are left out of this, who have no connection to Hamas and who are, you know, who are going to suffer and have been suffering because of this. It is not fair to them. And they have family here. If the purpose of this as, uh, as, as something to be put forth in the city of Chicago, we have to think of all the people here who are being affected by this. And they're not all being included here. You know, uh, yeah, this is brutal. So has been everything that the Palestinians have, have, you know, experienced up until there have been so many innocent children who are Palestinian who have died up until here. There's been, I mean, there have been Palestinian journalists, international, like who report internationally who've been killed by the IDF. 
like what of what of them I, I it's uh it's hard to gather my thoughts but if if the purpose of this is to offer consolation to chicagoans who have a connection to the region if we are talking about people who exist and live in this city we have to include the palestinians we have to include it, it, we have to be inclusive of, of all of them yeah this is it was fucking barbaric what happened over the weekend and terrifying and and horrible to a degree that israelis have not experienced but what have the palestinians experienced what what have there have been so many cases leading up to this moment that that could have gotten a resolution what why 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 are they being left out that's that is that is part of what exists at the core of what has been you know generations of violence in the region we can't leave that out it's it's i mean you know two years ago i me and like 200 other journalists signed an open letter about providing about uh encouraging demanding you know western news outlets provide more palestinian perspective in the reporting in uh in in israel and palestine because that has you know long been missing in in western reporting uh or diminished if it if it exists um and i you know i stand i stand by that uh, <laughs> i i will always stand by that if we need if 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 we were to have balanced news we need more of their perspective and this doesn't include their perspective um and you know hopefully uh ben i i hope i'm not putting you on the spot here hopefully we can have a you know you can have a palestinian or a person who is who is palestinian relatives in the region to to talk about this too because i'd you know I'd, I'd love to hear from them um uh yeah i i don't know man this is uh i uh, what is a priority here with this what is the message we're saying because if we're trying to honor human life as it exists as a community we need you know we should be doing more um just period um and if we are trying to send a message to the people who live in the region we can do better <laughs> as as a minimum we could you know uh who cares what the u.s congress has what kind of statement that they've issued but if we can show that as a community with people who are from the Palestinian diaspora and the Jewish diaspora can come together and agree that we care about everyone who is stuck in the middle of this violence. Maybe that, that is a, a step forward to a peaceful resolution in the near future. Mm. Um, that is what I want. That it, what little power I can have is to, to, to make this stop as soon as possible. Um, you know, the, the thing that I keep thinking of is the, um, there was a, a father in Israel whose daughter was kidnapped and he was just asking to, to end the violence that he didn't want to see Palestinians get hurt, that we are all from the same father, I think is his, is his direct quote. And he just wants to see peace. And that's, that's what, you know, he's, he's so vulnerable on his family is, is, you know, his daughter could, could die. And that's what he was, he was asking for, for, for peace for everyone. And that's, that is, it's the message that I want as somebody who has family in the region. Um, yeah, I don't know. So anyway, Chicago being Chicago, by the way, I'll take you up. Uh, yes, uh, you didn't put me in the spot. And uh, 
you know, most, we do not talk a lot of, about uh, foreign policy on the Ben Jarofsky show. Right. We mostly talk about Chicago politics. Uh, Sorry and, for putting you on the spot. No, you weren't putting me in. The, I mean, you were kind of, but uh, <laughs> not. it's nothing I can't handle. Uh, so I definitely will be reaching out. It's And it's not even like, well, Lior got his point of view on. Now let's uh, let Billy Bob get his point of view on. No, it's, it's more like um, we're – this has been politicized in a very – Chicago way and this is just classic Chicago behavior and I, I, I've watched resolutions like this uh, for, they are, come up from time to time and I'm kind of reminded about the resolutions back in I don't even really know if you were born yet Lior, in the 80s uh, when Harold Washington was uh, how young do you think I am well you could have been an infant uh, when these <laughs> resolutions were introduced you definitely were not paying attention okay <laughs> uh, I can guarantee you that wherever you were uh, but uh, so this is when Minister Louis Farrakhan uh, made a, a series of controversial to put in Mali comments about uh, Judaism uh, and uh, it was in the context of the Reverend Jesse uh, Jackson presidential campaign I am reciting ancient history ladies and gentlemen uh, and um, so the uh, Eddie Berdoliak, Ed Burke faction of the Chicago City Council introduced a resolution essentially calling on Mayor Washington to condemn Minister Louis Farrakhan. Uh, and I remember interviewing Harold Washington and he said, I'm not going to, they are not going to force me to condemn Louis Farrakhan. I'm just not going to do it. And I, I completely agreed with him. I mean, Harold Washington just the notion that Harold Washington was had anti-Semitic views is so preposterous. This is some, I just, yeah, it's I, uh, I get emotional talking about this. It's a man who's so many, he's like surrounded by Jewish people. You know what I mean? It's like, are you kidding me? And it's strange to have your faith be used for political gain uh, and your, and your identity be used for political gain. And we're not the only people who experience that. Yes. <laughs> um, it's uh but it's uh, it happens a lot less frequently to Jewish folks in America, at least, you know, well, uh, in my time, lifetime. Yeah, time to time it happens. And so it was like, yeah, come on. What? You're not going to stand up to anti-Semitism? And I remember Burke. Ed Burke was the one uh, who was with, with one of the lead, most leaders of this uh, effort, Lior. And then it came out with secret tapes years later. Yeah, I may be the only man in Chicago who remembers the resolutions at re- and then was still around and cognizant to see the secret tapes when Danny Solis uh, wore a wire on Ed Burke. Uh, and Ed Burke was speaking disparagingly, to put it mildly, about the Jews uh, and uh, Jewish lawyers getting business from other Jewish concerns. Like, oh, where's the resolution denouncing Mayor Harold Washington now, Ed Burke? It's like. <laughs> So you live long enough, you see it all in the city of Chicago. So when the city of Chicago entertains a notion about foreign policy, it's generally intended to provoke some kind of reaction and uh, put people uh, in a real (laughs) trick bag. So, you know, they could use one group against another group uh, for whatever political ends they have. And uh, so that's my thoughts on this goal. I know. Yeah. Which again, I, which is why, you know, I, I was interested in going to the city council in the first place to, you know, uh, being, uh, uh, a Chicago Jew with, uh, Israeli citizenship who, you know, opposes the occupation. I think it's important that my voice, uh, be, be, be considered 
when thinking about this. And I think it's important that I also, you know, um, say that, you know, what Rosanna has been uh, saying publicly is great. I, I really appreciate it. I appreciate how, how far on a limb she is going out for, you know, f for what is uh, always a fraught conversation. Yeah. Um, uh, I don't think it's a complicated one. You know, I, I think the occupation is wrong. Uh, that's like, that's, that's not that, that compli complicated to me. Um, uh, the, the complicated part, and I'm introducing this at the end of a conversation. Uh, so I don't even have, we obviously don't have time to get all into this, but the quote unquote complicated part is to figure out where to go next. Uh, and so the notion of like, uh, Palestinians should not live under occupation. They should be allowed to go back to their land. Sort of contradicts, to put it mildly, the concept of a Jewish state existing on that land. And that is like an existential question that a lot of people can't deal with on a lot of different levels. Like, what does it mean when you see a banner that says, from the river to the sea, Palestine will be free? What does it mean to say uh, we should have two states? Like, how can you have two states when there's not even that much land there to begin with? And it's all slivered and divided. And it's cut up by all these different agreements and wars and the rewriting of the boundaries. It's like that's where it's going to get complicated, Lior. You know what I'm saying? Sure, and and perhaps it's naive when I when I say this or wishful. It's certainly wishful, especially at a time like this. But I dream of a world in which, you know, people of in which there's a plurality of people who are able to experience life without fear of of violence for being able to celebrate their their heritage and their religion and you know in that region i you know i i dream of a world in which palestinians have the same rights that i do uh in in which you know uh the the ethiopian jews aren't subject to racism in on behalf of the the israeli you know uh, uh on behalf of israeli society because there is you know the their racism exists within <laughs> within the the confines of, of israel too um uh in which arab israeli citizens are also not subject to subjugation um uh that's 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 what i want um uh of seeing that as a reality i understand is not an easy step obviously we're still we're here um but I, uh, yeah, I want to. I want to live in a world where where Jews don't have to fear violence, and where Palestinians don't have to fear from violence. Whatever those borders are called, whatever the country is called, to me, I, I don't know. I want my family to be safe. I want everyone else's families to be safe. That's that's the bottom line. Um, yeah, that's. I mean, that's that's about it. We can't undo the previous decades of violence obviously um but i don't i don't want my existence to prevent the existence of somebody else um you know we didn't we didn't suffer through the holocaust to uh to subjugate other people that's that's that just um that should be the the uh, like a, a pretty basic thing that we follow um and it's it's hard seeing uh you know leading up to the weekend you know this previous weekend I, like i would catch snippets of cnn coverage of of 
uh, representative of the Israeli government saying something like Arab lives don't matter in order for Jews to go pray where they need to. And that's, that's, that is wrong. Um, that, yeah, that's wrong. So yeah, that's, that's sort of, that's, you know, um, I don't, I don't have the imagination to find a solution to this tomorrow, but I want, uh, I want everyone to be saved tomorrow. And I want other Chicagoans who um, are hurt to be heard and comforted by by our representatives to the best of their ability. And I appreciate what Rosanna said uh, on the record. And I appreciate her advocating for people whose voices have not been heard. Um, and that's across the board, but it's especially in this case. Um, and to that, I would like to point out that uh, Alderwoman uh, Rosanna Rodriguez also also stood in solidarity and, and for the Jewish people who were slaughtered. Yeah, so exactly. It, it, she, that part cannot be forgotten. Uh, so she was not minimizing in any way the slaughter of uh, of the um, Israelis that took place last weekend. So that is really important uh, that we close by saying that. In the context of Chicago politics, where things are reduced to tools that could be used to clobber other people, that you may think that's what happened, but that is not uh, what happened at all. And as I said, I am reaching out to Ro Rosanna. I did talk to her today. Uh, I think I will uh, be recording an interview with her uh, just to talk about this in the aftermath of what goes down uh, tomorrow at the city council meeting. I have no idea of predicting what will happen at that city council meeting. Will there be a meeting? Will they get a quorum? Will there be a vote on the resolution? Will it, what changes will have uh, taken place to the resolution? What editing will have uh, gone? I do not know. Um, but it's always a little like a scary roller coaster ride, to put it mildly, when the Chicago City Council goes into foreign policy and uh, talks about things. And and again, what is the point of this? You know, um, uh, I got I got a, I got a press release for a Jewish organization organization called If Not Now When, um, which is ho hosting uh, Kaddish for Palestinians who've died and Israelis who've died, um, and that's that's what I look forward. That's what I look for in my community. Are uh, is is inclusion? Are people? Are you know our fellow Jews who's understanding of Judaism and, and the tenets of Judaism align with mine and who are looking for peaceful resolution and to be a part of, of a positive solution. Um, and, you know, uh, yeah, this is why I don't wait into politics most of the time. What's, what's the purpose of all of, of all of this? I want to feel like I am part of a community that cares for everyone in it. And uh, yeah, that's, that's the bottom line. And I'll close by saying this. Uh, if anybody, I, I have my listenership, uh, but if for some reason this conversation goes beyond my usual listenership, you will be bashed. Okay. I will be bashed. You just better prepare for that. You yeah. Know? Yeah. I, I, I am prepared for it. I mean, that's part of the reason that I also didn't say much up until now that there's, I, I think there's one, I think for anyone that has been quiet that's okay we all have if you are grieving you grieve in the way that is most appropriate for you don't feel pressure to talk just because everyone's on facebook or x or or, or what have you 
um, uh, that you find your community of people who can support you through times of need. Uh, and that, you know, uh, yeah, like when we talked, uh, this, this is for me, um, this is, this is a good step. Um, you know, being able to talk to, to you, Ben, about this stuff is important. Um, it's important to feel that I'm not isolated in, in my values and in my, in my background and that I need other people to know that they might not be isolated either. And it's taken me a few days to, to get to a point where I f have felt comfortable reaching out to other people just because it's, the shock of it is, is discombobulating. Um, it's hard. Um, it's, it's, um, it's hard. And again, I feel for anyone that is um, worried about their family in the region, regardless of their background doesn't matter to me that's that's it like i i just want i want kids to be able to live tomorrow that's that's kind of uh as as mushy and and uh as as that might sound like that and that shouldn't be uh polarizing all right lior uh again thank you very much uh for uh coming on the show and uh until i got your text I was not in any way planning to have this conversation today, but uh, I'm glad you sent me the text. I'm glad we had the conversation uh, and it probably will lead to at least three or four more other shows uh, just like this. So um, yeah, again, thank you for uh, coming to bear and your soul. Appreciate it, Lior. Yeah, thanks for having me, Ben. All right. That's Lior Galil. I also want to thank producer Chris. He does an outstanding job. I think absolutely everyone in the universe would say, Hey, producer Chris, give yourself a, a raise and take it out of petty cash. Peace and love, people. I really mean it. Peace and love. And don't forget, you can always catch previous Ben Jarofsky shows, get Benny J bonus interviews, columns from Ben Jarofsky, and a whole lot of other great reader writers, all at chicagoreader.com. If you want to follow Ben Jarofsky on Instagram, just follow him at Benny J Show. And don't forget to like and subscribe to the Ben Jarofsky Show on your favorite streaming and podcasting platforms.